Oh, do you have notes? Um, I did. I thought I had notes, but I clearly okay. don't. But yeah, that's fine because the story's yeah. so bloody short. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cruising Through Doomsday, a podcast about Doctor Who Doomsday. My name is Philip Wheeland and my pronouns are he and him. My name is Georgia Harper, my pronouns are she and her, and yes, the Bastille reference in the title was my idea. Uh, Joining us for this final segment of Doomsday is uh, another podcaster, um, Mm -hmm. Trish Saha. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, my name's Trish Saha, and my pronouns are she, her. Excellent. All right. So, uh, wait, we, we made it. We, we have, we have. It is the final story in Doomsday. Or is it? Um, I really hope well, not. <laughs> well, I mean, she might, she might be dead at the end of this. Yeah, that's true. Um, but but uh, as you've worked out by now, she isn't. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess before we get into uh, the final story, Out of Time by James Goss, it is a free short story online and we can talk about that a little bit. Um, Twist, just for kind of context, how how much of Doomsday have, have you done? Like, it's, it's fine if the answer is zero. Zero. Um, the answer is currently zero. Other excellent. Okay. Well, this this gives you all the context you need. Mm. Um, had you seen any of the kind of, you know, like, there's been a few trailers and so on on social yeah. media. Uh, like, mm. what, what what were your kind of what have your kind of impressions been? <sighs> no, I've not seen any of them. Oh, okay. You, you're not missing no. very much. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If if I'm honest. Um, and I I guess the second part of this, um, because. We had we had you in mind for the finale for mm-hmm. a reason, and then it didn't it didn't quite go to plan. Um, how how much first Doctor are you are you familiar with? Have you have you seen much of the William Hartnell era? Or? I've seen some of the William Hartnell era, mm. um, sort of like occasional episodes. But my yeah. main my main sort of commitment to Doctor Who began mm-hmm. at Christopher Eccleston. Yes, yeah. entirely valid. And it's worth mentioning, like, part of the reason that we had you in mind for the finale, um, Doom has been travelling, trying to find the right Doctor for quite a while. Um, the Doctor was kind of described as an old man, mm. which yes. doesn't narrow it down very much. Yeah. Uh, in the Extraction Point novel mm-hmm. was when we it was confirmed that it was actually the first Doctor, William Hartnell. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I just sort of assumed it would be Tennant because it's always Tennant in these bits. Always, always Tennant. Yeah, it comes up, and because it's a short story, it wouldn't actually require David Tennant, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't disrupt, you know, <laughs> the the more pressing concerns of yes. of Doctor Who production yeah. right now. So I I just to issue a formal apology that it is it is not David Tennant. Um, that is that is one hundred percent. Okay, but when I think of the right doctor, I always think of David Tennant. And that is, mm-hmm. that, is that is something that those I would say that the right doctor and David Tennant are synonyms in my yes. brain. Excellent. 
Excited for the new specials then? Yes, I am. I am very excited. Although I am worried that Mm -hmm. they're going to rely too much on, you know, the skills of, you know, Dave Tennant and Catherine (laughs) uh, rather than, like, actual content. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about that. There, there's Beep the Meep involved, and we've seen yes, Beep the Meep. Yes, I, I, I love him. I, I can fix him, I swear. <laughs> I, I can fix him. Whatever terrible crimes he's committed, I, I think he's just very cuddly. <laughs> I, I, I can take care of him and fix him. I love that uh, we've already decided that there are going to be plush toys of Beep the Meep. <laughs> I don't know. If, and they, they will yeah. be in your house, yes, Philip. Yes, <laughs> we will buy some. And I think, um, yeah, and the fact that it's um, Miriam Margolis as well mm-hmm. is just incredible. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. And also written by Russell T. Davies, which I adore because mm-hmm. I, I'm one of the few people, I think, who really don't like Stephen Moffat. Okay. Because I think he was just like, let's make this as confusing as is humanly possible and then try and package it up in a storyline that we can get people to, to, to try and act and then deliver it. Whereas Russell T Davies was more sort of, yes, let us, let us respect <laughs> Doctor Who as it is and, and try and be innovative and unique in that way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of compare some of those points that you've made to Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is it super confusing? N- not really. No. No. Nothing happened. Is there a story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, there's, swings there's, and roundabouts. The, the bones are there, but the nature of the medium, such as it is, is that the actual corporate partners could not actually do much to advance the story because, you know, presumably it was already kind of prefigured. Mm. So Out of Time is the final short story of Doomsday. It's written by James Goss and is available for free on the .who.tv website. This mirrors the first story, uh, which I think was just called Hour One, which was also by James Goss and published for free. Georgia, it not only mirrors it, it directly lifts like several paragraphs from it. So, you know, um, Trish, you mentioned you hadn't seen what read Hour One. Mm -hmm. The entire bit that's like indented... Um, that's all directly our one. James. That's you've basically read half of it now. James um, Goss is a busy, is a busy individual. He is. Yeah. He's, he's got to run all Doctor Who spin-offs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, this means it being free. No change to our final running total. Our mm. final running total is seventy-five pounds and eighty-seven pence, plus the psychic damage of having to play the phone game, plus the psychic damage of realizing how many everyday social interactions I avoid that I would benefit from when you appear during the novel. Yes. Have I missed any psychic damage? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think that's Excellent. all the psychic damage accounted for. There has been a little bit of grumbling. I mean, Doomsday has not been. You know, it has, to, to quote an infamous news article, not been universally popular. No. Um, and there has been a bit of grumbling about the fact that the finale is just like a free short story. Mm. Um, I sort of see why they did that, because it started with a free short story. Yeah. So at least it's not like, 
oh, you can read this for free. If you want the ending, you have to pay. Mm. Um, but equally, it is a bit of a damp squib. It kind of is, um, yeah. I, I, would, I would even posit that the fact that both the beginning and the ending um, appear as short stories in, in the same rough format kind of negates the the whole existence of of the rest of doomsday oh yeah <laughs> nothing nothing happens i mean hour one um basically sets up the event uh at new venice that is mentioned here mm-hmm. um and then doom is like well i gotta outrun death and jump from place to place yeah the remainder of the series is basically doom jumping from location to location mm-hmm committing occasional assassinations and meeting interesting characters. Um, and then she comes back here and you get the ending. So you could, theoretically, you could read our one and read out of time and that's the story. Like, you're missing a lot of middle. The only time that the plot, that, like, the, the main plot yeah. significantly shifts is when she meets the second Doctor in mm-hmm. the Extraction Point novel, mm-hmm. and he says, oh, yes, I met you in my previous incarnation, because then we know which Doctor yes. this is. But, like, before that, just nothing else moves. But she has a sponge finger with Jackie Tyler, apparently. Does we she? Were, so we were talking about this earlier. That is a reference to Big Finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, um, it's, I think it's in A Date With Destiny. Yes. Uh, she does uh, meet Jackie Tyler. Mm-hmm. We were trying to remember whether they had a sponge finger. I don't believe because they, they did have. not have a lot of time. Yeah. Mm. The, the only time I could think of is she they were goes out, out of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she goes out with um, what turns out to be Destiny, a fellow assassin. Mm-hmm. And Doom is kind of hiding in the background. Potentially, Jackie Tyler did have a sponge finger there, and yeah. Doom was also. Th- um, perhaps maybe it, when they were in Jackie's flat or something. Possibly. But if so, I don't remember this as being mentioned in any way in the actual <laughs> audio drama. Yeah, maybe maybe she was supposed to have a sponge <laughs> finger with Jackie Tyler, and James Goss wrote that in here, but then they yes. had to cut the scene. Um, <laughs> but yes, she, she did. Fairly, the Big Finish was the last thing to be released before this, so yeah. she has fairly recently met Jackie Tyler. Shall we get into the story? Yes. Let's get into the story. So, first of all, it's a time loop. The whole thing mm-hmm. is a time loop uh, caused by the fact that uh, in hour one, Doom shot herself, her previous incarnation, I guess. Um, so, she arrives at New Venice again, meets the Doctor again, uh, turns out that the Doctor couldn't actually leave New Venice mm. because the the whole thing with Doom caused his TARDIS to malfunction, so he was stuck there uh, because of, you know, time paradoxes and stuff. And uh, everything's basically hand-waved away as, yeah, it's a time loop because she shot her previous incarnation, so he sends her back to the past to to shoot the incarnation of herself that was doing the shooting. Um, so there's, there's three yeah. dooms now in this scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got the doom in the past. <laughs> um, and this is all revealed, obviously, over the course of this story. So doom's target in our one was her past self. Yes. She committed the crime, not realizing that it was her. And then she remembered it because of yes. time loop things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Doom arrives 
back at New Venice. Um, it had been a long day and she was tired. I and relate. also, it's, mm-hmm. it's relatable. So death, and we'll get onto this at the mo- in, in a minute, clearly the intention as set by James Goss's stories and the trailers yes. is that she is being chased by like a literal shadowy figure mm-hmm. that's like de- like Terry Pratchett style, you yeah. know, hood yeah. inside. Some of the media have been, um, they haven't been consistent with this. So sometimes death is depicted like that. Sometimes it's like more of a metaphor and like you cut death isn't something mm. you can see, but she like knows that it's coming. Um, so that is kind of explained a bit later on that it, in a way that means it is clearly meant to be like mm-hmm. a guy with a hood. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah. It's giving me sort of, um, I don't know how much you've uh, seen the Sarah Jane Adventures, but the trickster. It's mm. giving me that kind of... I am of... not familiar with that. I am vaguely familiar with it because to be honest, I, like I saw bits of the Sarah Jane Adventures when I was possibly target age for it, which was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Um, we will, of course, be watching Sarah Jane's Adventures because... Uh, it's all on, it's all on it's, iPlayer now. It's all yeah. on iPlayer. There is so much Doctor Who, Trish. Yes, <laughs> we have. And apparently there are... I've I've read that there are hints that Doom is going to appear in the specials and things like Interesting. that. Interesting. I... I I, I I would I, like to see Suze Kempner would, cameo it, it, in the specials. It would piss off all the right people. Yes. <laughs> um, I suspect... I don't know if the timings would work out. Mm. Like, this seems to have largely been written about the same time yeah. as the specials. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't, you know, never never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be quite funny. Um, so, this Doctor, the right Doctor, uh, and she met the Doctor in hour one, and he basically was like, don't do any assassinations, hmm? And, <laughs> um, and uh, that's why she was like, oh, maybe this guy can save me. Um, then there's this line. She sat down on the burnt remains of a golden throne and awaited. A shadow fell over her. Doom glanced up, weary but brave. Oh, look, if it isn't the consequences of my actions. That's a tweet. Is, is that line familiar to you, Trish? <laughs> yes, that is yeah, familiar to me. Philip, Philip did some digging earlier. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the, the way I found out is that it's a... The, there, there's a viral tweet. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the that, date on that? The date on that is September 29th, 2018. Oh. Oh, it would it would be going to it would be going to school. It would be going. It would be to starting school. school this year, I um, think. But <laughs> I, I believe the quote is more commonly misattributed to uh, Jake Peralta mm-hmm. off of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where you get these accounts that like put incorrect quotes on screen caps in a way that's funny. Mm-hmm. So the obvious Doctor Who one is an exchange between the 12th Doctor and Clara in the TARDIS that gets captioned with things like, is four a lot? It depends. <laughs> uh, murder? Yes. Something else? No. Which, that was never said in the show. Mm-hmm. But that combination of the image and the quote mm-hmm. became a meme for a while. Yes. Uh, and I think a similar thing happened here. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, this is fully just a line from something else. Yes. 
This this is also like fully just millennial humor. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've seen a little bit of already in yeah. like was it the Missy comics? I um, think so. Yeah, I think Missy like comics are some, a bit like some that. slightly strange lines that yeah. were clearly like how are we old enough that this is in print? Yes. Mm. Um yeah. I think millennial I don't know if that is the that is the the millennial humor is the the vibe or that I get from the doctor in this story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I I yeah. kind of asked about like your experience of the Hartnell era because often the first doctor not to like drag this into twice upon a time discourse but like often the first doctor is can be characterized really quite differently yes in different portrayals and i think this is an example of like where it's it's a little odd at times but i guess fitting with the Mm -hmm. the doomsday theme um so meanwhile we cut we cut to terry uh the last person in the office and trish um I should note as a point of information from the audios that it is not Terry from the thick of it, sadly. She has, like, a Brooklyn accent. Uh. And she has a Brooklyn accent because Suze Kempner was recording the BBC audios and decided on the spot to give her one. And then Becky White, who plays Terry in Big Finish, Mm. uh, had to then adopt that accent as well Mm. for consistency. So that's that kind of series. Terry then gets the call from Doom... And Terry's like, how are you not dead? Mm. And Doom is like, ah, I've been sent to New Venice, but there's no target. And Terry's like, but there must be a target. And it is at this point that we get the extended flashback. Yes. Doom sits up and goes, I have just remembered the rest of the plot. (laughs) Yes, Mm -hmm. I've just remembered that I killed myself. But I didn't think about that in any of my t- internal monologues for this day, despite it being the pivotal moment. <laughs> Doom thought back to that meeting on the grand balcony. And it's at this point that we get one, two, three lengthy paragraphs of just cut and paste from our one. Yeah, it's, it's basically a screenful on yeah. my phone. Yeah. 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 Slightly more on mine. <laughs> I mean, we talked about our one already. Yeah. But Trish, this is new content to you. So if you have any particular points about this exchange. I, I think. I mean, okay. So. A, this entire recap, I don't know how necessary it is to put in, considering mm-hmm. that most this is meant to be, you know, the last part of something that people have already consumed. But but thank you uh, for <laughs> rewriting it again. Um, I have questions. What? Okay. Who are the cauldron princes? Um, I don't think it ever comes up. Just some... It's just, just some people in, at the in, ball. Yeah. And, yeah. And, we have no more context than you on that. And a staser. It's like a laser yeah, gun. Just a, yeah, that's yeah. Doom's Doom's gun. Um that's the thing that's yeah. killed her. I, I believe I believe the, the cauldron princes are mentioned because at the very beginning of this whole thing, like her original target in New Venice um was one of the cauldron princes she had to assassinate. Mm. Uh and then you know, years and years later, they put in a hit on yeah. herself 
I've just, uh, out of interest, l- like done a quick Google search for Cauldron Prince's Doctor Who in case it's one of those things that's mentioned in some Virgin New Adventure somewhere. And it doesn't look to be. I'm getting an entry for uh, the Disney film, The Black Cauldron. Which, to be fair, at this point might be related because of uh, the Disney Plus partnership. (laughs) Yes, yeah, monetizing those links. It's just that I can't feel... I can't see William Hartnell saying these lines. I don't know yeah. whether it's. I don't know whether it's. It's better in. Do, does he? Does he reappear in the audio? N- no, no, no. This is his no. entry again. The the novel features the second Doctor, yes. obviously in writing similarly, yeah. Yeah. and he mentions his first incarnation. Yeah. But that's the extent of it. I did just have a look for Obviously Cauldron Prince. We can't get yeah. William Hartnell. Sadly. R.I.P. Um, I did just Google Cauldron Prince Doctor Who. Uh, the first entry is for a Doctor Who pin badge mm. uh, of a brand called Prince's Cauldron. And the second, and the second entry is this story. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So nothing more on that. Uh, original doomsday creation <laughs> coming no, and, soon to and, big finish and is it really like when when is it really listen to me that you're about to make a terrible mistake nah she told him yeah. and went off yeah. to make a terrible so, mistake at the time what i will say is at the time our one was written it is supposed to be a bit ambiguous as to mm-hmm. which doctor it is yeah. so he's described as an old man which like rules out Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. and Matt Smith yeah. and Peter Davison and that's probably it. Well, it rules um, out David Tennant as well. He's not old. Well, it rules out... It rules David out. Tennant is not an old man. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Suze Kempner is quite young. So I'm thinking about how Doom would see them. And it's also worth noting that 14, while still not old, is considerably older than 10. Also, in, in reality, the first Doctor... It's the youngest Doctor. Yes. Yeah, but I guess, again, Doom doesn't really... Well, it's really inconsistent in the media as to what she knows about the Doctor. Yeah. There are some times where she's like, ah, yes, they regenerate and mm-hmm. they have a TARDIS. And, and then there's sometimes there's like, how how can you look like Paul McGann? Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to look like William Hartnell. Like, she clearly hasn't seen a TV movie. So I will say that about the the lines in this exchange. It is supposed to not... Like, if it had literally been no more assassinations, hmm, that would have been too obvious. Yes. Um, so there, that's there kind of hard. Like, a lot of early doctors do like to say, listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I the do. doctor in general does yeah. like people to listen to that's, them. That's true, but like, Sorry, we've, we've, been, we've been watching a lot of Pertwee stuff, and mm. uh, it's almost his catchphrase now, listen to me. Yeah, I do see a lot of, um, like, I would characterise the early Doctors as a lot of more more directness. I think the more recent Doctors, you've got more of a, I will guide you through some sort of, you know, aimless non-sequiturs to get mm-hmm. to uh, the realisation yourself. But I think mm-hmm. the characters of the, the, the early Doctors are very much like, please do this. Yes. yes absolutely <laughs> um and then so that's the flashback and then we cut back to 
Doom has been relaying all of this to Terry, and Terry says, so? And unwraps a nut bar. No yeah. product placement there. Uh, yes, a, a, a very generic BBC-friendly nut bar. Uh-huh. Um, it's probably just labelled nut bar. Yeah, I didn't know. Bathroom. I didn't know nuts are. You know, they've become a weaponized item with the allergies that are going around. So James Goss <laughs> is really playing it with it. <laughs> um, but but alas, that is not what kills Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom realizes that she her target was herself. Um, and that someone had clearly sent Doom to kill herself, mm-hmm. which caused her entire timeline to collapse. Terry refuses to re- disclose this because client confidentiality. Um, that had been the... St- and then we get this kind of run-through of everything or some things that has happened. Mm-hmm. This, and that had been the start of a long day. There were so many doctors... She'd met Cybermen. When did she meet Cybermen? In the, in the Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Selene and the Krells are in the novel. Uh, several space stations. She's went to Stormcage a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's prison. Uh, we were trying to work out the demons thing. I think it's the crowd off of the big finish. Mm-hmm. But like... Your guess is a good of mine. I guess it kind of depends on like how literally or metaphorically we're supposed to take demons. Yes. Because arguably she has come into contact with some bad people, but who are human beings. Yes. Um, and as you mentioned, she had a sponge finger with Jackie Tyler, which honestly, looking at this, is by far the most interesting thing yes. on that list. Exactly. Because yes. all the rest of them are like, oh, character, character, mm. character. Like, that's the only one that says anything. Sorry, I cut, I cut No, no, off. no, no, no. How many assassinations have occurred? Uh, so what? roughly 24. Okay. So, but with a few kind of fudges. Well, do you count the one where she killed the idea of unicorns? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the Scottish <laughs> national animal is, is a unicorn. So I... Yes. I, I, I... We, we paid £10.99 yes. for that content killer. <laughs> um, so... It, it's basically designed that because Doom's like, oh, I've, I'm about to die, but I can, I'm still on the payroll for another 24 hours. So if I jump every hour, I can mm. work out 24 hours. So there have been roughly 24 hours, uh, four in the Doctor Who magazine comic, mm-hmm. and then four in the Titan comics, two in the phone game. That's 10. Yeah. Four in the novel, 18... Oh, I'm losing count. But then there's the audios have four hours each on them as yes. well. Mm. And I guess this is the last hour. Yeah. And the short story yeah. was the first yeah. hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's it's fudged a little bit in places and different corporate partners uh, don't always talk to each other properly. But that's the idea that it's 24. So it has been a very long day. Okay. But she hasn't slept in that time. Mm-hmm. And then Doom is like, aha, but I actually found somebody else. It's the Doctor, the first Doctor. And then you've got this image of the first Doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I feel like, and again, you, you would have had a different, yeah. um, you would have had a different experience in this, but the novel does make very clear. Yes. And I think it's mentioned in Big Finish as well, which Doctor it is. And yet we get here and it's sort of, there's this image, it's sort of meant to be like, oh, look at the surprise, it's Hartnell. Da, 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 da. Which would, would, would work better if it actually was a surprise. I think it's like, I enjoy the fact that, you know, death 
and the doctor it's kind of like it could be death oh no it's the doctor mm. oh no that that link the person who told me to stay away from this is now you know a similar shape to the thing that I'm uh, uh, running away from but I'm actually looking for the doctor or and I, I I enjoy that but I do think that if this was meant to be the if this is meant to be the oh it's William Hartnell I don't think that they've dedicated sufficient drama to that yeah and again mm-hmm. it kind of for those people who have followed the series throughout have known this since yes. August. Mm. Yes. The novel came out, um, actually, yeah, the novel came out, yeah, early August. So we've known for months. Mm. Um, so then you get, now that, I, I will say, once the Doctor's incarnation is officially revealed, mm. I do think the characterization gets a little bit better. Yes, it does. Um, mm-hmm. in, at points, there's obviously some rather comical lines coming up. Yeah. But you get this, am I addressing Terry? And are you in charge of this shameful enterprise? Oh, God. No, do do Miss dis- Listing characters drive. again. Yes. I've met River Song. The, the, the River yeah. Song encounter, Trish. Yes. It lasted, like, a, for a double page of Doctor Who magazine supplement. Oh, wow. That, that was it. It was basically them talking to each other and being like, I'm an assassin of conflicted morality and you're an assassin of conflicted morality, morality, but I've already done my mission and I have to go. Bye. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. They did even like when you consider just how much big finish Alex Kingston is in, mm. I, I was surprised that uh, they didn't go for that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so she says, I've met River Song and the eminence of Greece, Greece? That sounds like a restaurant. The TARDIS wiki is giving me the embodiment of Greece and the eminence as separate things. Um, okay. According to TARDIS wiki, the embodiment Greece, more commonly known as the embodiment of Greece and once referred to as the eminence Greece, was a mysterious entity who was master of the fifth galaxy prior to the fourth... Oh, this is from the Daleks' master plan. And therefore, dawn of an everlasting peace. Oh Christ! Yes. Yes. So, and it is. It is meant to be French. The expression "eminence Greece" refers to a person who exercises power or influence in a certain sphere without holding an official position. Ah. Um, so that was from. That would have been in the big finish. Anyway, my point is, this is a very deep cut for something that's supposed to be a jumping on this, point. This yeah. is <laughs> jumping on point. Yeah, sure. Um. Now, Trish, you have consumed some Doctor Who Extended Universe. Mm -hmm. Would you say Doomsday is a good jumping on point? (laughs) For all of Doctor Who? Um, no. (laughs) I, I, I think... (laughs) Okay, while while I figure out my... What... While I figure out my jumble of words, you 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 tell me what your your impression is. Um, as a jumping on point, I mean we can talk about Doomsday overall mm-hmm. later on. But as a jumping on point, it's very. I mean, there are a lot of deep cuts. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, let's watch this big finish that's a prequel to like a 1965 missing yes. Doctor Who serial. I think it is a huge attempt. It's an attempt to kind of almost pick little parts of the of the, of the Doctor Who mm. universe and kind of try and you know just be like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? Hey, remember this? And try yeah. and pull that together. As part yeah. of, but I think that kind of takes away from Doomsday in itself. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it feels like it's... this person just doing flashbacks. Yeah, y- yeah. Pre- to to me, much. to me, this was very much a sort of cameo-driven thing mm-hmm. where Doom doesn't really get to develop her character. Uh, she just jumps from one cameo to another and then goes. Oops, that's my hour over. I guess I have to go somewhere else, or else I literally die. Yeah, and I think See ya. I think you kind of get that from and if I all the journeys I've been on, and if I just stay here, stayed here, quite, mm-hmm. and then the doctor basically says the same thing that he also apparently it is apparently known at the beginning of the story that the doctor can't leave New Venice. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that was not known to like the reader that mm-hmm. was not made clear in our one but yeah it's obviously too so it is literally like saying you know doom's got off on all these adventures but has ended up back where she started and yes. the doctor's been here the whole time and yeah now trish how familiar are you with the popular musical mamma mia based on the songs of abba <laughs> I am familiar with a lot of ABBA because I went to university. Um, and, um, but 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 the, in in terms of the musical in itself, yes, I've I've seen I've seen Mamma Mia. I don't okay. think William Hartnell would be. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be into it. But I feel. I don't. I mean, mm. I can't. Like, oh god, I feel like I'm getting. I'm not 100% sure of the timelines here, and I worry that I'm making a fool of myself, but the William Hartnell era of Doctor Who predates ABBA, right? Yes. Like, I think he would have been alive to hear some ABBA. Yes. But, uh, but not when he was the Doctor. Yes. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they're doing an anachronism here, <laughs> which is fair enough. It is Doctor Who. But it is, it is like... So, so the line is... The Doctor has to get off New Venice so that they don't die. Yes. And also, we have theatre tickets, the Doctor admitted. By the way, what is Mamma Mia? And then Susan assures me that it's set in Greece, which is something. And the first Doctor wouldn't say which is something. That's no. You've got to mm. be born after 1990 to say that. Mm. Um, and, and rather akin to the sub- sublime Oresteia of... Iceless is that? Sorry, literary folk. Um, Aeschylus, perhaps? Because it is, like, supposed to be Greek. Um, But, like, yeah, there's this... It's basically a joke of, like, oh, it would be really funny if the first Doctor went to Mamma Mia. Which, to be fair, it it would be really funny if the first Doctor went to Mamma Mia. Yeah, I guess it would be. Um, I don't know. As a question, did you... Have you guys... Um, consumed Time Lord Victorious? Uh, no, not no. really. So I, I, 
Time Lord Victorious is much bigger yes. than this. We we have some friends who yes. consumed yes. all of Time Lord so Victorious. Time, Time Lord Victorious, but uh, I always thought of it as oh, I, I, when I'm comparing it to what I'm thinking. Doom, yes. Doomsday seems sort of very kind of like straight and narrow in comparison yes. to to the mm. absolute chaos that that was. Beautiful chaos, yeah. yes. but yes, chaos. <laughs> Whereas this one is kind of like fitting in with the kind of hours, the the kind of sequential yes. clock like uh, that's hour, absolutely right. Yeah, sort of thing that they they they're going for yeah. with that. It was a very there was a very clear order from the start. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. It also was all released in the right order, thereabouts. The yeah. phone game got a bit dodgy, but, like, pretty much it's, it was all it's in almost, the right order. It's almost like with the phone game, they uh, they haven't really uh, put any care and attention into it. Cause <laughs> no, but never. there's K9. There is. There is K9, There is K9. She does say affirmative. Yes. Um, is that it? Well, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. A speech bubble appears that has the word affirmative. Yes. There's no voice acting in no. this, Trish. I'm very sorry. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is this is basically where um, the doctor uh, gets Doob's vortex manipulator offer to adjust something yeah. in it to allow her to go back in time and kill the Doom that's killing Doom. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to to sort of cancel out the paradoxes yeah. and restore sanity, more or less, to the timeline. Mm-hmm. I like I like this line. As a rule, I deplore violence, but in your case, I think we can make an exception. Sending a flea to bite a flea. Mm-hmm. The doctor. The doctor then has an interaction with Terry. Yes. Uh, he's outraged because she's drinking soup from a mug. <laughs> Um, I don't care for that. The doctor and still we shall we shall not have long to wait before this messy business is over. Mm-hmm. I like I like that line, and I guess I I also quite like. Yeah. Um, I I think with this one, I I also like it's a little late for scruples, madam. A little there's, bit early. It is. It is. There's also like, I guess they want to stay in one location for this, and it it would be a bit confusing, but. This entire series has been from Doom's perspective, with the exception of, like, there's a couple of scenes in some of the audios where Doom isn't always in the room. Yes. Um, But but, for the vast majority of this, it's from her perspective directly. Yeah, Doom's always there. And we get to see the moment that Doom saves the world and her own life by going back in time to kill her former self. Yes. But we don't get taken with that. No. We just get a sort of slightly funny interaction yes. between the first Doctor and Terry. And also, like, <laughs> drinking soup out of a mug, that's the sort of thing the Doctor would do these yes. days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but um, I, I do yeah. think that the, the William Hartnell kind of makes me think more of, like, a, a kind of... He's a member of the audience at the opera or something like that. Whereas mm. The, mm. the the sort of, but then again, soup from a mug, like I've got to say, this Sports Direct mug for the listeners that I'm currently wielding, <laughs> this has had many, many different things in it. Many, many different things in it. Other other mugs are available, though probably none quite as big. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure if you go on uh, a Disney 
story, oh, you can get some really big bugs <laughs> that are also shaped like, uh, I don't know, potentially the doctor's head, if <laughs> depending on how deep the uh, the partnership I'll, will go. I'll find a mug and the eminence of Gree. I'll find them. All. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I can't wait yes. to, after this find out if we know what the eminence of green looks like i know i could i could send you a little diagram of where i think the mug would be okay so uh doom's back and uh she doesn't actually kill herself Mm -hmm. in that one she uh shoots herself in the arm causing her aim to uh to swing wildly lights the curtains on fire and that's why they're in the ruins of new venice Ah. because she caused like this great fire that I guess burnt New Venice to the ground. Mm. So it's kind of like she arrives initially in this like apocalyptic scene. It's like all oh, her timelines collapsing around her. But it turns out that that's just because she caused a fire in the past. And that's why everything's on fire. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's that. So yeah, Doom survives. And then Doom is like, oh, what about death? That cloaked figure over there. Yeah. Uh, at which point the doctor clarifies that this is a gatherer. They feed off anomalies and the causes of them, and that's why it was chasing doom, which confused me for a while, honestly, mm. because we've had very similar monsters in uh, a in an early uh, New Who episode, Father's Day, and they were called the Reapers there, I believe. But it's the same premise, or basically creatures that come out the woodwork when there's a time paradox and they, they sort of feed on whoever's causing we, it. We couldn't find another reference to this particular kind of gatherer. There is a gatherer mentioned on TARDIS Wiki, which relates to the Sunmakers, which I haven't seen, but it didn't sound like the same thing yes. at all. So I think, I think it basically is the, uh, the Father's Day... It's like the the Father's Day thing, mm. apart from it looks exactly like, yeah. the, you know, our conception of death. Have you not um, heard the, the common phrase, you reap what you gather? <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess it might be like an attempt at a Hartnellism in writing. Mm, maybe. Now, it is at this point that Doom and the Doctor realise through Doom's hologram thing that the office was suddenly empty and it was Terry setting them up all along. Because weirdly enough, like when uh, when Doom fixes her own timeline, mm. apparently the gatherer moves on to like the next person who was involved in, yeah, in setting says- up the, the time paradox. And that was Terry, actually. <laughs> that was Terry trying to, I don't know, take over the lesser order of Oberon, some nonsense I- like that. <laughs> I don't quite get this because surely when Doom shoots her past self, the anomaly is resolved and Mm. the gatherer will want to move on to the next anomaly. But the doctor specifically says, and the causes of them, presumably just to take out the true villain at the end. Yes. Like it's, it's very much it. Look, it's Doctor Who. It doesn't have to make sense. (laughs) Um, So with Doom out of the way, Terry has wiped out the entire lesser order of Oberon um she's killed everybody um because she's so sick of being underappreciated in the office and i guess to be fair that probably caused a lot of anomalies yes um it it, it caused it caused uh oh no 
Oh no, our boy Brian. No, Brian left the less order. Oh didn't yeah, he? that's because presumably that's presumably the only reason that he didn't know any of this was yeah, happening. Yeah, I guess that and the fact that um, Doctor Who TV and BBC Audio, despite being the same company, <laughs> probably still weren't talking to each other. Um, There's a communication so, gap there. Oh, oh, the communication gaps between this. Uh, they, they couldn't go down the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Philip Wieland here. At this point, one of our local files got corrupted, so we have to fall back on the WebEx recording. You will notice that some of the audio quality might have uh, changed a little bit, but hopefully the content will be just as enjoyable. Once again, sorry about this. Okay, so uh, we rejoin the action as uh, Death, the Gatherer, whatever, comes for Terry. Uh, the new Grandmaster of the Lesser Order of Oberon cried out three times and then vanished forever. It's crying out three times and then vanishing a reference to something. Mm. No, it's, unless it's like the he will knock four times thing, but that's very vague. I, I don't know. I, I think... I'm Look, at this point, I'm sort of trying to see deep cuts where there possibly aren't any yeah. because of that kind of a series. So, yes, the Doctor then is all like, let that be a lesson to you. Uh, also, I met Jane Austen once and starts starts forgetting he's William Hartnell again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the Doctor does wag his best wagging finger. Yes. That's a good line. Yeah, that's a good one. And then this, like, should we meet in the future? I hope I'll find you much improved. And Duke's just remembering all the time oh, she's threatened oh, future no. doctors. Yeah. Although, Doom thought about all the times over the past day when she'd held the doctor at gunpoint while something exploded dramatically. How many times could that have happened? Does she ever hold the... I don't think she ever holds the sixth doctor at gunpoint. No. Um, she doesn't then meet the doctor again until the novel mm. she i think she held both of those doctors at gunpoint yeah. mm-hmm. which i just guess paul mcgann and then paul mcgann but i guess if you hold someone at gunpoint even once yeah. that's quite a lot and that's still yeah. going to affect their opinion i on feel me. like that can become a personality um, trait after one yeah. time enjoy the theater said doom we shan't get there of course the doctor admitted ruefully but as i'm sure you've learned the journey is the most important part oh I Aww. hope they eventually get there. Um, I think what happened there is they wrote in the funny bit about Mamma Mia and mm-hmm. then an editor was like, yeah, well, Hartnell's doctor couldn't control the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yes. He also takes something from around his neck and handed it to Doom solemnly, which... Is a feather boa. Is... It really doesn't go anywhere, and then no. yeah. so that's kind of it. Thing. You see the TARDIS, you see the TARDIS leave, and then you do get an open-ended ending. Doom has spotted an opportunity. Maybe Doctor, there's a living to be made in clearing up your mess, and then Doom set off to start a whole new day. So, what will will we see more of Doom? Maybe. I mean, as someone who. It has, it, you know, this was your first experience with the series. Has this in any way tempted you to go back and check out any more of Doomsday? 
Yes, I, I think I'd quite like to read the second part, mainly because um, I feel like the first part is kind of all sort of setting everything yes. up. Yes. And I'd quite like to read about when the adventure started for Doom. Well, unfortunately, the adventure starts with uh, that, like, two-page conversation with River Song yes. uh, in the £10.99 June 2023 issue of Doctor Who magazine. Which you can't buy anymore. Well, presumably you can buy it on eBay for considerably more than £10.99. Do the Ood feature. Brian, Brian the Ood, off of Time Lord Victorious. He's in the audio. BBC audiobook, yes. And I think that audio was read by Silas Carson, uh, who voices voices the Ood. So you do actually get Ood voice, uh, which is good. I would recommend, I know you've talked about it a little bit, um, I would recommend the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take place quite a way through the story, um, but you know it's a bit more fleshed out. And while we've talked a little bit about the second Doctor turning up at the end, it is very much a ninth Doctor story. There's Selena mm. in it, so yeah, potentially that's more up more up your street. So I would say I would say um, novel, the big finish, Missy Comics, Missy Comics, yes, and the the BBC audiobook, yes. Uh, and then the rest of them, well, you either don't have to bother, you can get them for free, or you literally can't in the case of the yeah. phone game events. But with the phone game events, you're really not missing much. It's, it, it is a mercy that you can no longer access them. Um, that's that's why, uh, Elon, because they are accessible via the very kind people who screenshotted it all for Twitter. Yes. And that is why Elon Musk is trying so hard to break Twitter <laughs> as, a, as a kindness to the world by preventing us from accessing the phone game. Yes. Do you not mean so, X or whatever? Oh. <laughs> the, the website formerly known as Twitter. That, that does still work on Twitter.com. Yes. Um, so... That's it. That's Doomsday. Well, that that is that is Doomsday. Um, what do you think? Like, what what is your in a sentence? If you had to sum up how this conclusion and how it's made you feel, what would you say? It's underwhelming but necessary. I would say. Yeah, it's there isn't. That was certainly. And ending to the transmedia series Doomsday. We will be doing uh, another episode where we talk about, where we do like a sort of retrospective on this. So I don't want to go into too much detail, but yeah, I would say this story alone, like I see why they did it in the way that they did it. Again, like there would have been complaints if they put up a free initial story Mm -hmm. and then like, yeah, but you've got to, spend 30 quid on a big finish if you want the ending they could have done a youtube video or something yeah, oh yeah so we were talking about this earlier um minisodes existed they're all back on iplayer yeah. these days we were talking about this earlier um because of the kind of extended flashback and like if you if you must do an extended flashback to you know outline the story that would have been much more effective on video. It also would have let Suze Kempner do some acting. Yes. Uh, which we haven't had much of, only in really the big, well, yes. the audios. It's a, bit, it's a bit strange that Suze Kempner didn't get to start or finish her story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, that's us. So, uh, what if, Trish, mm-hmm. what if um, this wasn't a story that ended with the first Doctor? What if uh, it did, in fact, end with David Tennant? If it did, in fact, end with David Tennant, what I would have liked is I would have liked... Now, I've forgotten the the exact name of them, but... I would have quite liked the what, what what what's the villain with the clock in the day oh, like the... the girl in the fireplace oh yes yeah I would have quite liked them Ooh, to feature yeah. as part of the clock themed. yeah I would have quite liked that sort of it would be like the kind of the, the 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 changing of time, and then they 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 come back because I think they're quite easy villains to kind of get over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be like good to like put in at the ending. I also feel like it would tie in more with the, you know, the upcoming specials that are coming. But also, I do understand that like David Tennant is. Spreading himself like the thinnest <laughs> yes. layer of Marmite I've ever seen. Yes. So, I mean, I, I mean, the short story would not have had to involve David Tennant because no. he's just being written about. Yes. I guess, like, I do understand that why they're not being like, well, to watch this free and highly anticipated 60th anniversary special, you have to have done all of Doomsday, like, you know, mm. like some kind of Marvel thing. Um, Marvel totally have you do that, uh, and in fact they did. <laughs> um, but like, you know, again, it wouldn't have to. It wouldn't have had to be a major tie-in. It could have just been like, oh, this is the tenth Doctor. Remember mm. him? Well, you can see more of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one. All they could have, all they could have done, Shuti Atwa. Debuted the fifteenth yes. Doctor in this underwhelming ending to this less than popular series. I, I think you've got your answer, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing is that the thing that I'm the most excited about in the specials, other than David Tennant, which is obviously like my, my excitement, is like you. You can email me at davidtennant.ps at gmail.com anyone can email me it is it is a functioning email address um and i am really excited for the toy maker mhm mm-hmm. also neil patrick harris beautiful yeah. and i'm also excited for unit to come back yeah yeah, yeah it's been a while since you've had you obviously you know kate stewart was in the power of the doctor yeah like the capacity was very constrained, so you know we'd like to have a full unit. Mm. We've been watching quite a lot of John Pertwee stories recently, so lots of unit in that. So um, you do a podcast, Trish. that's us. Where, where where can we find you and your podcast online? Okay. I do a podcast called Quirky Thoughts. It's um, why thinking differently is normal. Um, it's about neurodiversity and how sometimes I say a lot of words and figure out what I'm saying as I'm saying them and then realize when get to the end that it wasn't what was in my head in the first place yeah. um, and you can find that on 
Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, <laughs> we made it. Ten yes. episodes. Yes. We we restrained from saying the line. <laughs> um, Thank you. So I am uh, at Mind the Flap on most social media places and post infrequently on them. Uh, I have a blog, mindtheflap.wordpress.com, and I post even more infrequently on that. Um, so if you like your neurodiversity content less, uh, that's where you can find me. And written down, that's where you can find me. And you can find me at Minkowski on the website formerly known as Twitter, at FTW on Blue Sky at ftw at tilde.zone on the Fediverse, uh, Philip Wheeland on Spotify. Cover art for this podcast is by Sam Chowner-Hearn. Um, you can find more of her artwork at sam-chowner-hearn.com. I'm not 100% sure I put the hyphen in the right place. It will be in the show notes. Music for this podcast is by the amazing Philip Wheeland, uh, more on Spotify. Um, yes, yes, exactly. Which is for Philip. And you are on some of them, Georgia. Not on the music for this podcast. Um, although my, my cover of the opening theme will be available in 2024. And... Um, some of the transcripts, I think transcripts for the first six episodes are available. More will be coming. I'm on it, I promise. Uh, and yes, uh, as mentioned, we will be doing another episode just covering off Doomsday as a whole. Uh, so we will see you then. Goodbye. conscious that anything I say might be pre-cut into the beginning of this podcast, possibly including this. <laughs>